Welcome, everybody, to the Spawn on Me podcast. This is episode 133, and I am your host, in standing in for the DDDK, the Daily Departed Drift King, uh, Garbage Gal Captain himself, Khalif Adams. I am Cicero Holmes, a.k.a. Stubby Stan, and I am here uh, this week and every week with my brother from another mother, the one who makes gaming look good, the one who used Mario to help clean out the plumbing, the one who used Mario to stomp on all the mushrooms. He is the one and only Mr. Shreve Jackson of ShreveJackson.com. How are you today, sir? I'm good, though. I don't know what hero that, that, that you're talking about. I did call Mario up to go do some stuff. <laughs> A word, um, did you? Yeah, but, you know. Oh. But I'm I'm pretty sure that like there's like some substandard like Bubsy type mascot named Mario that's somewhere lingering around. But yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, man, I'm I'm doing good, man. You know, um, right on, right on. You know, I I I got some props on my uh, uh, Adam Jensen impersonation from last week. Word, uh, it was it was damn good. So I'm man. glad that like people are feeling my uh, upcoming <laughs> voice acting career. Um, and also, I, th- I think we got to add another AKA to uh, Kaz's uh, title for, from his performance at the uh, PAX Rumble. Oh, at PAX Kaka right. Beware. Kaka Beware. Kaka! Uh, I mean, the man came out with birds attached to his shirt. <laughs> so yes. if, I, if uh, you watched wrestling in the, in the 80s and you know who uh, Coco Beware is. Right. So. You know, caca beware. Caca beware. Word up. And uh, um, before we get into obligatory housekeeping, uh, I want to say I I know people are a little bit surprised because uh, this episode is coming to you a little early. um, But the reason for doing so will be evident very, very quickly. Um, But uh, obligatory housekeeping Uh, Out of the way, I want to say thank you, everyone, so much for uh, listening to the show and sharing the show and repping the show and uh, doing all that jazz uh, because uh, Reef and I had a great job, like like he said um, uh, just a second ago, that uh, talking about Deus Ex, Mankind Divided, uh, really great conversation there, great conversation about No Man's Sky, and the response has been... Really, really good. So, uh, thanks everybody for doing that and uh, for being around. You're dope. I appreciate you. Oh, um, so sweet. Yeah, it is. It is. Oh, and and uh, thanks everybody. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure you go out and you check out Gaming Looks Good, episode number twenty four about Deus Ex, Mankind Divided, um, because. It's one of the best things he's ever done. Yeah, and and, that, and, and that I I did get some questions um, before they listened to the last episode asking if if there were spoilers for the game in the episode. Um, there are no spoilers in the episode. There are spoilers in the video, as all my videos are. I kind of go through most of the um, plot. So okay for the episode, but if you go to gamelessgood.com, you know all those all the videos on there do. Um, contain spoilers for the game being discussed so yeah but i I don't i don't think that i don't think the game is fundamentally ruined uh from a from a narrative standpoint but you know how by watching but but you know but you know how people are man some people (laughs) some people always give 
I always give a spoiler if I'm discussing a plot detail, yes. even if it seems insignificant to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Simple, simple aside, uh, in an earlier, earlier days gone by, I worked at uh, GameStop. And, uh, we, you know, a lot of times we give, uh, get customer surveys. I got a bad customer survey once because um, some customer said I spoiled a game for them. The game that I spoiled, NBA 2K. Did you spoil the fact that it's on played on courts and revolves? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I apparently, I said something about people use the ball to shoot and score. So therefore, um, I spoiled the game. So very, very weird. Uh, yeah. So you know, some people are really sensitive about spoilers. Um, yeah, so uh, we won't have... Well, well actually, we're going to be full of plenty of spoilers today. Um, spoilers for things that you may have already seen or heard. Uh, and while we're doing that, we would be remiss if we didn't invite a couple of our friends along to help talk about the really important things that we need to talk about. So, first, um, someone who is a... A former guest, he is a friend, he is a resident of Bricago. Uh He has a show called Knights of the Turntable, it's all about hip-hop, and he has a brand new show that he's doing with our our homegirl Simp- Simply Andrea and uh, with Picolita, right? Picolita, called Coins to Continue. A uh, brand new gaming podcast where they're going to have really great conversations and help create uh, the nation of Bricago where great conversations are being had by marginalized voices, uh, just like straight out of to- uh, fresh out of tokens. Uh, Coins to Continue is going to be here. Uh, I am so happy to bring back and reintroduce Mr. Charles Singletary. How are you today, sir? Greetings, everyone. Thank you for having me back on. What, what a what a lovely introduction. Uh, I'm, I'm legit oh. cheesing over here. That was dope. Appreciate it. Well, hey, man. You know, we're I mean, we're happy to have you. And, you, you know, you're doing big things, man. You're doing big things for hip hop. You're doing big things for gaming, man. And, and uh, you know, we're going to talk about at least one of those things while, while you're here today. So we're really happy to, to have you along with us. Um, the other person. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. No, no, no. Sorry. I didn't have anything to say. No, no, no. no. No, oh, okay. All right. Else. All right. Well, all right. Well, then the the other guy that we bring in here, he he really needs no introduction because I really don't want to give him an introduction. <laughs> um, he is he is a friend to us. He is a mentor to us. Um, he often gets re- referenced in lots of shows. Um. Uh, he is our physical fitness guru. He is just a grumpy old man from St. Petersburg, Florida. He is one third of the award winning, the award nominated Gamer Tag Radio on CBS's Play.it. He is the one and only Mr. Paris Lilly. How are you today, sir? You know, I was playing some pickup ball with Shep and uh, Kyle Lee Watson. And then Birdie called me, and he told me to go to Sprinkles and buy up all the strawberry cupcakes so you couldn't get any. See, see, you know, and, I, like, I sat here, and I just bigged you up. 
And, uh, you know, I don't need no strawberry uh, cupcakes. No way. Because I'm trying to I'm trying to get my 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 uh, my plan weight down. You know, trying, hey. I'm trying to be I'm trying to be a, a tight end. There you go. There you go. Football yeah. is almost here. But hey, no, yes, uh, on, on the real, I, I appreciate you uh, inviting me on the show, especially oh, with the topic we got today, because social media is dumb. Can, can I say that? Yeah. Am I allowed to say that here? I mean, I mean, yeah, you can you can definitely say you can say social media is dumb. You can say it's uh, stupid. It's fucked up. You can you could say um, just about anything you'd like to say about it. It's just a simple fact of people expect way too much out of these companies for for the price that you're paying. You get what you pay for. So wow. you have to be huh? realistic about this stuff. Oh, well, I mean, there it is. And I mean, we're jumping right into it. Today is Wednesday, September 7th, 2016. And today, two monumental press conferences were held. Monumental. Monumental. This is a day that will go down in infamy. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yes. This was the day that uh, Apple, those guys out of Cupertino, decided that they were going to announce the new iPhone 7 and the new iPhone 7 Plus, the new uh, Apple smartwatch gear, what did they call it? Apple Watch Series 2. Um, Lots of great things happened there. And then a few hours later in New York, Sony announced finally the PlayStation 4 Slim, which is now just the PlayStation 4. And what was formerly known as codename PlayStation Neo, and it was colloquially called PlayStation 4K, it is now the PlayStation 4 Pro. Um, so we're going to get into all of that stuff. We're going to start at the beginning of the day and talk really quickly about... The iPhone presentation and um, how, you know, it it was kind of like I was kind of being a little facetious by saying it was monumental, but it was really monumental for for a couple of reasons. Um, The first is that this was the iPhone that took away the headset jack. You are no longer going to be able to use an analog headset two and a half millimeter headphone jack to plug your headphones into your iPhone uh, going forward. And that's a big deal. I think people are um, conflicted about it. I know that one person here specifically is um, a little bit less than conflicted about it. Charles, how do you feel about the lack of a headphone? On your iPhone. All right. Well, first, I'll, I'll clarify that I do not own an iPhone. Okay. But a lot of their business, the reason being a lot of their kind of business practices with a few things and um, just not a fan of the, the OS. But I haven't spent mm-hmm. a wealth of time with it, but I, I just like the Android OS more. But right. the headphone jack, as I mentioned to you before, I, I knew it was coming. It's been a conversation for a few years now. Right, and it was just a matter of when it happens, and now that it's finally here, I it was like there was a little 
sliver of doubt in my head that they would ever do it, like hoping that they wouldn't. And and it's actually happened. And, you know, on the surface, a lot of people don't see it as a big deal because, I mean, you're getting these wireless earbuds, which, mind you, look absolutely ridiculous <laughs> coming out of your ears. <laughs> it looks really strange. It's, it's not cool at all. Um, but that's going to force a lot of other companies to have to change up what they're doing, I feel. Um, I mean, of course, they don't have to. They can just be like, all right, well, you know, this this iPhone is not going to be for us. It's not going to work with us. Or they'll have a lightning adapter that comes out of it with an auxiliary cable that they have to adapt to or something like that. Right, right. But I hate when Apple kind of forces uh, this this corner, this proprietary corner in the in their accessories. Um, and that's exactly what the lightning cable was. That's exactly what they were doing, and that's exactly what they're doing with, with this removal of the uh, headphone jack. So I, I'm not happy with it at all. And I, I hope it backfires, well, I, honestly. Uh, yeah, I mean, if if history tells us anything, is nobody at, at Apple gives a shit whether or not you're happy about it. True. And it won't backfire um, because very few things at Apple will. Um, I think it's a little dumb, the fact that there is one port for charging and for uh, wired um, audio listening. So that means you can't charge your your phone and listen to a podcast or music or anything else at the same time. It's, it seems a little strange to me. Uh, but I mean, hey, that's what that's the, their design. That's what they're going to do. Um, I'm sure there will be lots of two and a half millimeter jack to lightning port adapters. But what that means is that you'll have a two and a half millimeter jack to lightning port to uh, lightning port uh, <laughs> dongle to two and a half millimeter jack. Uh, so you can have some weird daisy chain going on, daisy chaining effect that's happening. Um, but but. Hey, it is what it is. This is this is what iPhone is doing. This is what Apple is doing. This is how you know how they innovate and iterate on their design. And you know, and the one thing that you can say about Apple, um, you know, whether you're a um, a consumer of theirs or not, is you can say that they're bold and they they really go out and they do their own thing and and tell you that if you want to. Um, be a consumer, you're going to have to change your lifestyle. You're going to have to conform to them. They're not going to conform to you. Um, uh, Paris, are you, were you excited about uh, the, the design changes and choices by the iPhone today? No, just because, and this is the common theme of September 7th, 2016. Today is the day of the half measure. In my opinion, um, I've, I've learned I've learned with Apple products to not get like when the six came out, I knew not to get the six. I knew to wait on the six S just like when I was like, well, I'm not going to get the seven. I'll wait on the seven S or the eight or whatever the rumor is that will be coming next. I'll wait till they do their little changes in their redesign and then wait till they iterate on it to pick it up. So I have a six S plus. I saw, and I have an, an Apple Watch, the first generation one. I saw nothing today that made me say, you know what? I need to run out and go buy an iPhone 7 or to go get the Apple 2.0X or whatever the hell they're calling it now. 
you know, they're they're neat little things, the water resistance, but, yeah, all that. You can but you swim but, with them. You can yeah, swim with both of them now. But you know what? I take both of them out of my pocket, off my wrist, and I go swimming. And then I put them back on when I'm done. So it's, it's not, look, it ain't worth. No, you don't, because you're black. You can't swim. Look. Yeah, well, that's true. But uh, it's not worth the eight or $900 to try and get those products for me to, right. to do it today. Mm-hmm. I can wait till next year and evaluate, you know, whatever upgrades I have at that time. Um, there's nothing wrong with my iPhone 6S Plus right now. It does everything that I could possibly want it to do. And it has a headphone jack because I listen to podcasts all the time. And I don't right. necessarily want to use a Bluetooth headset to do that because it's just another device that I need to charge. I don't want a dongle to have to plug in my analog he- headphones you know, into my phone. I don't want to do that either. So I'm content with what I have now. But you are correct. Apple pushes technology forward. They don't. Right. They don't. They're not here to appease us in the current. They're trying to appease us in the future. So they're looking at the fact that blue, you know, blue, blue, right, Jesus, Bluetooth and those type of things are going to be the future. They're they're looking at the fact that that lightning port is going to be the future for your wired products. You know what I mean? And we, we can bitch and moan all we want today, but I guarantee you, a year from now, no one's going to be talking about this. We're just going to adjust to it and we're going to keep on moving. It's just it is well, what it yeah. is. It, it, I mean, it definitely is what it is. If uh, if you are in the Apple ecosystem, you probably already have uh, a couple of devices with lightning ports attached to them. Um, I personally do not because I, I'm not in that ecosystem. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting. What I am getting used to now is USB-C with my uh, Samsung Note 7 that hasn't exploded yet. Um, so, uh, <laughs> but, but uh but uh, you know i i it'll be it'll be interesting to see if if there are two two different uh two disparate groups in terms of accessories and hardware and and and, and how those how those things play or if if you know one one group is going to overtake the other and and force the other one to conform uh reef i know you're a big uh iphone user mm-hmm. Uh, did you get excited enough to say, oh, yeah, you know what? It's time for me to upgrade. I'm really liking what they're doing. I can swim with my phone now. <laughs> well, I, I won't be upgrading this time because I actually upgraded to the 6S, um, which I did not mean to. But w- when I was visit, you just accidentally like, no, no, no. Yeah, take this well, <laughs> well, I, well, I uh, accidentally uh, after CES in January, um, I went up to uh, Portland to visit our captain, a.k.a. DDDK, a.k.a. Kaka Beware, um, <laughs> and uh, Sterling, and I dropped my phone oh. uh, and completely de- destroyed it. Um, so I had to upgrade um, then. Um, but I think, I mean, I haven't been excited about an iPhone in a while. I mean, they kind of, you know, they've gotten to the point where I feel like, you know, they've you know, there's a there's a phone design that people like, and it's slim, and it you know it's light and has a nice battery, and they've been at that for a while now. Um, I do, however, um, until I start seeing the benefits from losing this uh, port, um, I'm not going to be too thrilled about it. I mean, I understand that somebody has has to make the move, and Apple is usually that company that's willing to make that move. Um, 
but I do like the fact that the sound is just analog and it just comes out as opposed to it being kind of digital. I feel like, I don't know, there can be some kind of lock on it or like if like if like something happens with your charging port, which has happened to a mine, then it'll right. actually affect the audio out. Um, right. So it just seems like it's kind of a, a little bit of a single point of failure kind of thing for both audio and charging and syncing and all that stuff. Um, right. Now, the, the supposed reason is 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 so that they can continue to uh, reduce the form factor and uh, make room for for like a heating and expanded batteries. Um, you know, so if that comes into fruition, um, then that's great. You know, but I do agree with like Paris in a year. Everybody that's like using this is going to be used to it already and be complaining about the next thing that Apple is going to change you know um so uh so uh, yeah you know i mean while i will miss having sort of like that port that's literally been on every music device i've ever owned every portable like music device i've ever owned from my first walkman um you know it's it's it it is 2016 and if that's what they need to reduce the stuff then i'm i'm cool with it now, can we talk about the elephant in the room really quick? Sure. Who in their right mind is spending $160 on some <laughs> ear pods that you will lose in the store? You won't even get out the store before you lose them. <laughs> yeah, I am worried I got, about that. No way. I have $10 Bluetooth uh, headphones that I use when, yeah. when I go to the gym and stuff. They're just yeah. fine. There is no yeah. way. Look, look, if I have to spend these, $100. These are Beats. Okay, should we talk about Mario now or something? Because <laughs> come on now, yeah, you know, I, 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 honestly, if I do get the seven S or like whatever, like the next one is, I'm probably gonna have that dongle. Like I, I right. I'm, I lose my regular headphones. Like these, these like wireless ones. I, I would just unless I had something to hold them around my neck or like something like that. It's it's a wrap for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, that, that is that's the thing is when they iterate on those, uh, there will probably be they'll probably if someone is smart, um, I clearly am dumb because I'm going to talk about this. But if someone is smart, they will develop an app that will allow you to locate those those <laughs> headphones. Right. Um, so if you do drop one. You you can you can find it at at some point. Someone developed that app, uh, and then send me no royalties because you'll be like, "Well, you're an idiot for saying something about it." No, um, no, get clever with it. Like if you lose one, the other one starts talking to you. Like, hey, right, 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 son, son, son. mommy, <laughs> <Right>. mommy. <laughs> no, you know what? It goes it goes Marco and it goes Polo. <laughs> um. $160, you better do something. Right, right. You better do something. $160, better walk up and come back and be like, hey, <laughs> hey, <laughs> you left me. You left me. Um, yeah, so, so uh, and also I need to make a quick correction. I've been saying two and a half millimeter jack. It is a three and a half millimeter jack for the headphones. Thank you very much, Sharif. Um, so uh, that is one correction. Um, the other monumental thing that came out of the uh, iPhone press conference was 
that uh, Mario, Super Mario Run, or for some people around here, Super Mario Run, um, Super Mario Run is the very first game made by Nintendo for the mobile market, and that is going to be available for the iPhone 7. Uh, Shigeru Miyamoto came out, and he said, like, you know, uh, two paragraphs in English, and then he had his translator come out, and they talked about all the goofy things that they could do with the game. Uh, He said more in English than I could ever say in Japanese. Um, But we've got an endless runner and then some uh, from uh, the house that Mario built. And, uh, and, you know, they've got the, what I call the Don Dada of all (laughs) mascots, um, representing for the very first time on, on mobile consoles or or on uh, mobile devices. And I mean, I think that's a really big deal. Uh, reef as the resident Nintendo guy, what do you think about this? Uh, tell us why this is so important. Well, I think it's important because Nintendo, you know, is a very conservative company. They're very protective of uh, their franchises. Um, They've been under a lot of pressure, especially from investors and stuff, as the Wii U has been losing money every day um, to uh, try to get some alternate kind of revenue in. And they've been doing that by, like, selling their stake in in the Seattle Mariners, um, by like uh, reducing by by um, getting the uh, collaboration with uh, Dina, which I could, which I could help them with the Mitomo um, app that they released earlier, and by working with uh, Niantic to um, produce the uh, Pokemon Go stuff. Um, so this this to me is another um, good example um, because it's not free to play; it will cost money. Um, of them getting another alternate kind of of revenue stream in there. Um, As far as the game, it looks interesting. I mean, one thing that I do want to see more um, is that it doesn't seem like it's an endless runner. It seems like you are running consistently, but there's finite levels there is an end. And, <laughs> it's an end runner. Yeah, no, no, no. It's 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 like levels, like one, 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 two, one, three, and there's like wall jumping and all kind of stuff where you can go kind of back and forth. So it's a little more than just like Cannabalt or like all these other games. Right. Um, you know, it pretty much looks exactly like the new Super Mario Brothers um, yeah. series. series, which I kind of wish that they did a bit more of a throwback. A, aesthetic to uh some of the um the older games but i think that this was a good compromise because nintendo always said they do not want to develop a full-fledged game without without a a, a, a controller because Mm -hmm. you know one thing that nintendo has kind of prided themselves on especially with the platformers is the control of the jumping and and the running and um i think that you know, with like uh, this one, I mean Miyamoto, he he like basically he basically said that they started out with the concept of we want a game that you can play one one, one handed, you know, and, right. and then they went from there, um, and they came out with a this. So I thought that they focused on like one idea. Um, it looks like it's like executed pretty well. 
Um, you know, ho- hopefully it won't be like some crazy price. Um, and, and, and in like a, the mobile system, crazy price, I would say would be like, you know, anything above a few dollars. Um, oh, I, really? Yeah. Oh, you, you, so I was, I was going to ask that question. I was going to save that for later, but, but, uh, but let's, let's go around the room. I don't think that this game comes in for less than $8. Um, I, I think that it, it, because it's, it's a Mario game, um, that, that they can, they can, um, ask and receive a premium price on it. Um, so eight to $10 is, is kind of where I would expect it to be, um, on the average end on the low end, maybe six bucks. Uh, but Paris, would you... Would you consider playing um, Nintendo franchises of some iteration on your uh, iPad or iPhone? And would you pay more than you know more than a cup of Starbucks coffee for for one? Yes and no. Uh, yes, one hundred percent. I would definitely want to play Nintendo games on my mobile devices and it's it's the logical next step for Nintendo as a company to start supporting that along with whatever this NX is going to be. No in that I disagree with you that you're, you're thinking $8 but then you know you just said 6 I, I was thinking four ninety nine is kind of the sweet spot for this. Four ninety nine, it's almost you attract more flies with honey than you do with vinegar, right? So... Right. Sure, the hardcore Nintendo fans are willing to pay that premium price at $8, but what about the other millions of casual mobile uh, users out there that aren't willing to pay $8? You're going to get them on board if you give them a Mario game at $5. So just by the sheer numbers, I think you'd make more money by selling it for less than you would for, like I said, selling at a premium price. Right. Now, uh, I'm assuming that this game... Because it's coming to iOS and becoming is coming to iOS ten, which will be released in a couple of weeks. Couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when this game releases, it'll be available for your iPhone six. Will you be downloading it, dependent upon the price? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I'll probably, you know, we're obviously a little different being being on the side of the fence, you know, doing podcasting. But I'll probably get it regardless of the price. Just right. so I can talk about it on, on the show, you know what sure. I mean. But if I had no no stakes in the game, if it was more than I'd say about six bucks, I'd probably wait to just see what people are saying about it. If it was truly worth the you know the premium price that I had to pay. All right, Charles, what what do you think about um, Nintendo bringing their franchises to to mobile and and you know is are you excited about that are you jealous um, is it something that makes you think about going over to the Apple side of the ship to iOS to be able to play uh, some of your childhood favorite franchises possibly <laughs> potentially um, as far as the phone goes I'd never go over to the phone that's 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 not an option but i do own an ipad okay so you know as far as the games go i'll have that uh to play them on but i'm 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 torn on them making the move it's a it's a smart business move honestly i mean the mobile market is so huge it'd be stupid of them not to do it them putting the nintendo brand on any of this stuff in in the mobile uh ecosystem would print money for them 
and and it has and it has been already. Yeah, and you know, Pokemon and, Go has been a phenomenon. Yeah, and and I, I gotta say this though, I didn't look at the gameplay before we started the show, right? So y'all said Endless right. Runner, I'm thinking Temple Run, so I'm like, I'm not here for that at all. Uh, I'll just let somebody else play that, and, and we'll just just move on. I was thinking, you know, Temple Run <laughs> with a Nintendo skin, and, no. and keep it moving. But I just watched the gameplay though, and also with that previous thought, I was thinking, you know, around the five dollar uh, area as well. But I'm I'm gonna switch that up though. I actually think we are gonna get a premium price for this uh, in, yeah. in the mobile room because, like, like like you know, Paris said, four ninety nine would be smart for Nintendo, but When's the last time Nintendo's been smart about something? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Good like, point. They're, Good point. They're going to go into this expecting to be considered the top tier of these mobile games. And, I mean, it looks really, really good. I like what, uh, what this has turned into. But, yeah, I don't think they'll charge four ninety nine. I think they'll go straight up nine ninety nine for it. Ooh. Whoa. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Wow. Yeah, I... I, I I'm definitely on the lower end. I think they're going to price this for mass consumption and make money off of volume. I'd say two ninety nine. Um, wow, which I really? think that that game, huh? which is pretty high for an iPhone game. Um, I definitely don't think it's ten dollars. That's more of like the straight up like most of like like the ports of old sixteen bit games and that kind of stuff. Like the you know like those are more of like the ten or. Fifteen dollar games. I think this will be more, um, more um, along. You know, like I think they're going to price it for like they want this in, in as many hands as uh, possible. And I think having it over five dollars would dissuade um, a lot of people from uh, from checking it out. So, so yeah, I, I think two ninety nine, maybe four ninety nine, but I, I can't see it. Uh, uh, Above that, I would be dissuaded from it if it was like eight or nine dollars. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, and you're a big Nintendo. Yeah, fan. I, I, now, I, I haven't paid that much for an iPhone game. I mean, the only one I think I paid that much for what what was like Final Fantasy four, which is one of like my favorite games. Right, and it was the actual game. Yeah, ex- exactly. And right. and like a, this 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 is like a, a one handed casual experience, which right. I think will be priced. As so for the casual market. Now, uh, you know, it's funny that you say that. So I just bought the Mr. Robot game on Android, and I want to say that that game was four bucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't have a problem paying that. You know, this is uh, published by Telltale, uh, another story based game. And I got to say, uh, you know, if you guys are listening, uh, my game crapped out on me. Now I gotta, <laughs> I gotta restart the whole damn thing, and that kind of sucks. So, uh, uh, by the way, you know who teamed up with them to make that, right? Uh, who who did? Night School Studios. You Ox- did Oxenfree. Oh yeah, yes, yes, Night School. That's right. Yeah, the guys who did Oxenfree and Oxenfree was dope. Yep. Uh, still, still on my short list for game uh, of the year. Mine too. Um, and, uh, yeah, and if you guys from night school are listening, um, we've been trying to get you guys on the show since January. Where the fuck are you? Um, so, you know, get at us. Uh, but, but, uh, you know, nonetheless, um, the, the Mr. Robot game was, was three or $4. Um, I didn't, I didn't even flinch at that price. 
simply because I was a big fan. I, you know, I'd heard some good things about the game, and I'm a big, big fan of the show, of the series. So I had no problem uh, paying it, and I didn't regret it one, one bit. And I think, um, you know, I think we're, we're reaching, and maybe, maybe it's just me, uh, I think we're reaching a, 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 not necessarily a paradigm shift, but, but a shift in, in ideals, at least somewhat, about how people perceive mobile games and mobile game values. Uh, there, there are definitely going to be people that will only go to freemium games uh, and will only play those. But I think that there are people now that have had a chance to they've dipped their toe in the water with a couple of dollar, two dollar, three dollar games and have seen the value in those games and realize that Oh, yeah, you know what? I can get some worthwhile seven, ten minute experiences at a you know at a time some bite sized experiences with these games and if you know as long as I do my due diligence it's not worth it's not it's not that much of a of a bother to go out and spend less than ten bucks you know spend a lunch on on a mobile game um, does everyone agree disagree does anyone have a a counterpoint to that, Paris? As much as I'd like to have a counterpoint to it, I don't. Oh, look at that. Oh, <laughs> son of a bitch. I can, make you one, I can make one up. You want me to just make one right, up? Right, right. Hey, listen, you spend Let's you not spend get too happy now. Make it, make it, right. Yeah, but I, so, I, I mean, my, my main hope is that, you know, like, between this, the Mariners, all that stuff, that Nintendo can build up some money so that, they don't have everything depending on their console sales, which right. just have been weak for like a little bit now. And yeah. while I hope that the NX does a splash out of the gate, I think they still need some time to earn people's trust back. So, um, yeah. so, so I'm hoping that, you, you, you know, just, just like Sony and Microsoft have money kind of coming in from, uh, from uh, other lines of business and that kind of stuff that Nintendo can, you know, have, have a bit of, uh, you know, have, have some cash coming in. Yeah, and I, I think I think you know a lot a lot of that has to do with mindshare. Um, you know, mindshare. If people feel better about you, even if you're not necessarily making money, uh, people are more willing to spend money yep. on you and with you. And you know, obviously, Pokemon Go took the summer by storm, and it is starting to interest in it is starting to wane. They've lost uh, they've lost about a third of their user base. Um, which means they went down from 45 million unique users daily to 30 million I know, right? unique users <laughs> I mean, <they're> still... <laughs> daily. Um, but but as that's happening, again, you know, as that's starting to wane, we're looking and we're seeing right now that uh, oh, there is an actual Nintendo game made by Nintendo that's going to be out on the same device that I'm playing Pokemon Go on. Mm-hmm. I'm, I can be really excited about that. So they're 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 hitting the right strides at the right time and and making the right steps. Um, what series would you? I'm going to go around the horn real quick, Charles. What series would you like to see make its way? And what type of mobile game would you like to see make its way to uh, mobile platforms from Nintendo? Huh. Um. 
Well, more recently, a lot of the, my favorite um, Nintendo exclusives weren't all necessarily made by Nintendo. It was the RPGs, like uh, Xenoblade and stuff like that. So that's all I really mm-hmm. cared for. But I think it would be pretty be pretty dope to have a Mario Kart that we can all play um, mm. together. And, and ARG continues. Mario Kart. <laughs> no, not quite. <laughs> driving literally. I mean, Pokemon Go people are already driving into other cars. <laughs> but no, just just a little, you know, a mobile Mario Kart that we can all play that evolves over time. With you know, um, you can like level up and customize your cars or something like that, Word. and I'll race the different tracks. And they have uh, like events like what Pokemon Go has set up, where you go to these different places and uh, drop your lures and stuff. Uh, maybe have a similar system where you go to specific places and, and, you know, everybody in that building is racing against each other or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, um, you know, just in this conversation alone, I've become a little bit more okay with Nintendo going into the mobile market. And and Hmm. my hope is that they, there are good games on mobile devices. Don't get me wrong. But my, my hope is that they take it to the next level. Yeah, so this uh, Mario Kart game will uh, be co-sponsored by Exhibit because um, he needs wow. something to do. <laughs> I heard so, you like drifting, so I put drifting. Right, Paris. What what kind of what kind of uh, Nintendo game would you like to see come to your mobile device? I can't fully explain how it would work, but I would love to see something in the Pikmin universe. Hmm. Where there, where where there's a social collaboration, that, right. again, like Pokemon Go, this is get our lazy asses up out of the house and start walking right. around and doing stuff, but we collaborate together to do something to help get the astronaut off to where he needs to go. Like I said, I don't know how it would work exactly, but I I I, I can see something in that universe on, on a mobile device that that could really work, especially with the okay. touch interface. Huh. All right. Uh, Reef, what, what what would you like to see? Uh, this is kind of a cheap pick, but I'll pick it anyway. Um, th- um, so Nintendo had a bunch of compilations called um, NES Remix, um, where they basically took versions of their older games and they had kind of like these like really short like five second to two minute kind of challenges like like uh, beat this boss in a minute or like uh, go through this level in like Metroid in like a little bit of like time. Um, right. And it was usually like really short, like like a one button things. Um, but the thing is that like that, like you have to keep doing them and they go like a faster and faster. So it was like very similar to uh, WarioWare. Um, so I think that both. NEX Remix and WarioWare would be really dope fits for um, for uh, Portable. Wow, okay. Um, yeah, I would like to see a... Uh, this this game would probably work best in rural rural America. Um, nice. I would like to see... Deer Hunter. A, right, an <laughs> ARG Dr. Mario... Where you just find pills oh and you put the and you got to put them up and you know up to the camera, and then they describe what the pills are, and you just got to go around looking for people's pills. Um, You're a so, genius. Uh, so yeah, shout out, shout out to uh, Roll America, man. Um, yeah, so I just I'm just gonna put this out there. Uh, true story, true story. 
my 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 lovely uh, better half was coming back from Iowa today, uh, dropping dropping her son off from at school, and he, she had to stop at a Culver's to go to the bathroom. It was raining really bad. She stopped and went to the bathroom. While she's in the bathroom, she looks. There is a free needle dispenser in the Culver's bathroom. Yeah. Like, what kind of needles are we talking about? Like, <laughs> hypodermic needles? Like, oh, yeah, you know, we don't want you catching some kind of disease while you're shooting up heroin in the Culver's bathroom. All right, let's but, let's go from drugs in a fast food place right. back to Charles. He has a few more. Uh, <laughs> uh, that I know. I am the Segway King. Uh, yes. <laughs> Segway so, us. Get us out of here, Chewy. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, so two more. Um, and a lot of the ideas uh, obviously are, are kind of uh, – hanging on the coattails of Pokemon Go's success and how it's set up, which I, I, sure. I think is absolutely brilliant. And I think Mario Party would be good in that format also. Um, okay. I can't think of any mini games that might, you know, not get people killed on these streets, though. Because, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm sure they'll figure that out. But another one I think would be uh, pretty uh, well adapted to the mobile arena is one that's kind of already in the portable arena, and that's Animal Crossing. Yeah, that would Word. be great. Word. Yeah. Um, I, I personally, like, I I haven't invested in Animal Crossing personally because I know how much of a time sink that would be for me, just sitting down in front of my console or something. But if you put that on my cell phone, I'd be down for that all day. Yeah, it's really good on the 3DS. Um, but, you know, obviously, like, you're limited with the, um, I mean, like, you can share online stuff, mm-hmm. but it really, like, you really get the good good impact when you're at like a conference and you're trading like you know different stuff with people so like if you throw that on a phone it'd be like yeah it'd be like pokemon go you trade with anybody it'd be dope that's it that's a good idea so yeah so overall i i would say that uh you know good bad or indifferent uh your feelings on iphone from a consumer standpoint it was a great spectacle to watch um, and uh, there was a lot of enthusiasm and uh, um, a lot of energy at, in, on the West Coast earlier in the day. And uh, we're going to take that energy and we're going to toss it over into uh, an ad break so we can make some money so you can get informed. And then we're going to come back with the main event. We're going to talk about Sony over in the East Coast. Uh, so... Hang out here, and uh, after these messages, we'll be right back. (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk about our brand new sponsor, Fracture. What Fracture does is it takes the lost art of printing photos, and it makes it fashionable again. Uh, Imagine being able to take your precious moments and uploading them to a website, and in a few days, having a borderless, all-glass, vivid and sleek version rendition of your memory that you can place in your home or in a family's home or just display on a on a table what have you very very easily and it matches any decor because like i said it's borderless and it's glass and it's beautiful it's it's science um fracture is amazing fracture is affordable and fracture is easy so what you guys want to be able to do is 
you want to use Fracture, obviously. So you want to go to FractureMe.com slash podcast. Answer the one question survey where they ask you where you heard about Fracture. And of course, you're going to say in Chicago where everything is dope. Spawn on me. And you watch the video. You can save some money and you're going to use Fracture. Fracture is amazing. Check them out. FractureMe.com slash podcast. Answer the one uh, one question survey and let them know Spawn on Me sent you. Thanks. Welcome back to episode 133 of the Spawn on Me podcast. I am Cicero Holmes. He is Sharif Jackson. Yo. And we've got uh, two fellas with us today. One is Charles Singletary. What's up? The other Welcome back. Is, is Paris Lilly. Hello. Oh, look at that. <laughs> now, uh, like I said, you know, we're, we're it's, this, this is all about September 7th, 2016. Um, first half of the show, we talked about the thing that happened at the beginning of the day, and that was the iPhone reveal and, and how that relates to gaming and headphones um, and, and, you know, why that's important and, you know, why innovation and iteration is important. Um, and second half of the show, we're going to talk about what happened in the afternoon in New York in, um, ah, let's see, infamy is, I guess, a good word for it. Sony finally announces the PlayStation Neo. Like I said at the beginning of the show, it is no longer the PlayStation Neo. It is the PlayStation 4 Pro. Uh, And earlier, early, at the very, 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 very beginning of the uh, 50-minute press conference, they made a little blurb and they had announced it beforehand that the PlayStation Slim is out, a slimmer version of the already pretty diminutive PlayStation 4. Um, a, a PlayStation 4 Slim. It's not called a PlayStation 4 Slim. It is just called the PlayStation 4. Uh, will be released on September 15th for the price of $299. Um, it doesn't have any other bells and whistles besides... The controller has been <clears throat> slightly modified uh, where the light bar is now visible from the front. So you'll still have multicolored light bars, which is nice if you have lots of controllers and people are over. Uh, but now you'll be able to see from the front who is player blue and who is player green or red. Um, so so we, we started with that and then uh, Andrew House came out. And uh, talked about, you know, he said some blah, 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 Sony, blah, 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 PlayStation. Uh, And then they announced the PlayStation 4 Pro. And my first question was, if the PlayStation 4 Pro is Pro, does that mean my PS, my current PS4 is the amateur? No, um, you know you, what you is, stupid. What you stupid. I just have to say that right now. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it does not mean that your PlayStation is f- fighting to get paid from the NCAA. Right, right, exactly. Uh, you know, it can, yeah, it can it can still get a scholarship, um, but if it gets a bagel, that's it. It's done. Um, but yeah, let's. I guess the first things first things first. Let's talk about the facts. They said that it has double the GPU. 
um, of the placing of the current PlayStation Four. Uh, we will be getting uh, 4K upresing, but not true 4K gaming. Um, they said that uh, there will be uh, a one terabyte hard drive, or they actually didn't say that. That was in a press release. One terabyte hard drive. Uh, it will be released on November 10th, and it will come in at a what I think is actually a really great price point of three hundred and ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents, four hundred less than four hundred dollars. Uh, Mark Cerny, um, the smartest man in gaming, uh, talked about a lot of different things. He sounded like Bob Ross. I wanted him to paint some clouds. He was just really calm um, yeah. and soothing, <laughs> smooth and. Yeah, yeah, he was he was he was smoothing, um, but uh, I guess before we talk about how we felt about the overall picture, what did you think about uh, the facts? Four K gaming, um, or not four K four K upresing, uh, Netflix and and Amazon in four K. And, um, well, actually, it just said Netflix. Netflix in 4K. YouTube. And yeah. the one terabyte hard drive and the 399 price point. Reef, what did you think of, of those things? I mean, I thought it, I, I, I think it is, uh, I think it's pretty good. I mean, it doesn't, personally, it doesn't uh, excite me particularly. But I think that for a gamer that, you know, as they keep saying, wants to push really the boundaries of um, console gaming at this point and take advantage of a uh, 4K TV that they probably already have. Um, and they want to be sort of, you know, on the cutting edge of uh, what's new. I think it's good. Um, I think it's definitely ex- experimental. Like, I'm really curious as to how both Sony and Microsoft will handle this because while I don't think they're splitting their base because they're not going to be like exclusive games or anything like that. Um, I do think that a lot of the uh, fear of not having the latest thing and that kind of thing will start to take over people kind of emotionally um, when they see a system that they can't afford um, or, or don't have a, you know, thousand dollar TV to uh, really take advantage of. So I think it's impressive. Um, You know, um, but I do think it's very niche um, and that um, it is not – it's kind of going against, I feel like, what a lot of modern consoles are, which is we want to sell this to as many people as possible um, and get this you know, in as many living rooms as like a possible. This is more like, hey, hardcore people, um, this, is, this is something for you and for you only. Um, Charles, what did you think of the pricing and the overall scope of the PlayStation 4 Pro event? Um, uh, first, I'll, I'll look at the, the, the smaller picture, the, the, the wallet, sure. the wallet size joint. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's cool. It, these are updates that I expected from it when, when everything leaked or not everything, but when the PS4 Neo was discovered by the masses, um, right. I, 
assumed, taking the information I got, that it was going to be a small step forward visually, which is exactly what it is. The focus is the 4K, which even okay you said no feelings just facts all right so (laughs) so it's it's, you know the the 4k is a thing and that's the small picture thing the big picture thing which uh, Sharif was kind of touching on was is how it's kind of against what a lot of these consoles are going for and my issue with the neo i i think it's cool well actually before we found out the facts today i thought it was very cool that they were gonna you know put out this premium device for the people that have 4k tvs or are willing to invest in that because 4k is not a standard yet like you 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 can't when you upgrade to that 4k tv you're not instantly going to be watching every single thing in 4k (laughs) your your cable yeah your your cable channels and all that stuff not going to be in 4k You, you have a limited uh ecosystem for that but right so i understood this is a premium thing this is not their next big device this is like that they're banking on for sure. So who's this? Sony. Sony. You're saying Sony, Sony yeah, is not banking on. Yeah, I don't. It's not banking on the pro as their next big device. Right. Right. Okay. I, I think, like he said, it was niche. I believe they understood yeah. that it's going to be for a niche market because I mean, the 4K television market is niche right now. You know, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not the standard. So I, I believe they went for it, understanding that. But. Okay, that was another feels thing. I'm not gonna go there either. Right. But uh, okay. big, <laughs> big picture. Um, actually, nope. That's feels too. So I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna let. I'm gonna okay. Paris. Go. All right. All right. All right. Paris. Paris. You are, as of today, as of this recording, you're the only one of the four of us that has a 4K television. Um. So you know this was marketed to you. And what did you think of the price point? Um, were you surprised that it was, in quotes, as low as it was or as low as it is? And uh, what did you think of the feature set and everything else that you heard from today? The facts of. of... OK, before I answer that, uh, I have to disagree with Reef and Charles in that. Sony has already put out a device for the masses to reach as many people as possible. It's called the PlayStation 4. Well, you sound like Dimetric right now. I know I do. (laughs) But (laughs) the reason I'm saying that is because of what you just said. This is not for the masses. This is for people that have a 4K television or considering getting a 4K television in the next, I, I don't know, six to nine months. You know what I mean? But, this right. isn't for just a typical gamer that is playing on a 720p or a 1080p television because they already have that device for you and you've had it since 2013. This is geared towards people that are that that feel that HDR is important to them, that resolution, you know, hitting that 2160p is important to them. Like you said, the price point of 399, I mean, they didn't go above the barrier of when they initially launched the PlayStation 4. So bringing this into the market three years later at the same price point that you launched the PlayStation 4 at is fine. You're not forced to get this. They made it clear all your games are still going to work across both. I mean, Mark Cerny literally opened up his speech by saying this is an iterative thing that is not meant to blur the lines between the PlayStation 4 and what the Pro is going to be. They're meant to live side by side with each other, correct? So... I know people are up in arms today and everyone's, you know, going crazy. But when you really look at it on November 10th, 
your gaming life does not change if you don't pick up a PlayStation 4 Pro. This is a half measure. This is not the PlayStation 5. This was never meant to be the PlayStation 5 because if you look at the rumors and the specs and everything that leaked back in May is exactly what we got in September. You know what I mean? Nothing changed. They didn't panic. They didn't try and compete with Scorpio. None of that happened. They, they We're putting this out. This is to try and push 4K t- television sales, the whole thing. Now, I do think they made a mistake by not putting a 4K Blu-ray player in it. Not so much right. that, oh, yeah. that, that that I want a 4K yeah. Blu-ray player because right. I have not bought a, 4K, uh, a Blu-ray, period, right. in probably five or six years. But I think it was a marketing checkpoint. Right. That the fact that the Xbox One S, which is also two ninety nine, by the way, has right. it in there. So, right. if anything, this tells me that Sony, who invented Blu-rays in the first damn place, right. they, does right. not believe they, in that physical medium moving forward. And they're mm-hmm. just like Apple; they're like everyone's scared of change, but they're forcing—not forcing, but they're gently pushing everyone towards a streaming digital future, which is where it's all going anyway. Pause, pause. You know pause. what I mean? Pause, pause, pause. Uh-oh. Now you, you started it off saying that you disagreed with us, but you everything you said was along the lines of what we were saying. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. You disagree yeah. with yourself? No, yeah. I don't think so. Because my whole point, which is what I started off with saying, is you have a PlayStation 4. You're not being right. forced to get no, the no, Pro. No, but, so, but, how, so how is this changing anything? That's we, We're saying that it didn't. We, yeah, we're, we're saying, saying that this is not the niche. next thing. Yeah, it's a niche No, no, no. Okay, well, yeah, in that sense, we agree. I, I, I think, again, I'm just going by the way Reef said it. I just felt like you were saying that this wasn't the thing to shake up the market, but I don't think no, that, no, no. I think, that's what it's meant to do. I think do. he was clarifying the, the misconception is that some people did think it was. Okay. My, yes. Hey, hey, my mistake. Yes, and, hey. and I do think that this is something new for the console market, so the way it's received might be the way that consoles have been received for the last couple of generations, which is anytime I see a new system, it better be the next system. So I think that it's really, you know, I think Sony is doing a good job at trying to educate people as to what this is, but it is something different. And I don't know if the average person is going to see it in the store and say, Oh shit, there's new PlayStation out. You know what I'm saying? And then get it and then be like, what the hell is this? So no, and that agree. And I, I do apologize. Obviously I, I, I mistook what you said. I just blame Cicero because it's his fault anyway. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but, 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 but along, but along those lines, going to the actual press briefing itself, like Mark Cerny, like you said, he's the smartest man in the room. The guy is a freaking genius. But at the same time, I almost feel like for this particular presentation, they needed a hype man. They needed Peter Moore. They needed Peter Moore to kick this thing off. And then you bring in Mark Cerny after, give the tech specs, walk off stage, bring Peter Moore back on to keep the hype going because the presentation of it felt very stale. Yes. You know what I mean? And and it lacked that buzz and energy. And if anything, that's what I think people are complaining about is they didn't do anything to get you excited about it to make me want to go run out and spend my $400 on it. So here's here's my hot take on this hot take of hot takes. Um, I was I was excited going into this. Uh, you know, the weeks leading up to this was excited. I couldn't I couldn't wait. You know, here we here we are. It's uh you know it's a new piece of tech. I love tech. I want to nerd out. Give me you know. Give me all the 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 nerd prawn of specs and everything else. I want to hear it. I want to hear it all. I want to dream about how great it is. 
And and then we got we got the guy to give us that in Mark Cerny in in the presentation and he gave us none of it. Um you know, he he kind of teased and talked about VR and said that, you know, certain games have been optimized and will run at a better fr- at a higher frame rate. He did talk about uh Spider-Man where we got that quick flyover of the Spider-Man game that's being made by Insomniac, and it looked absolutely amazing. But we got 29 seconds of that. We saw Horizon in action for about three or four minutes, and that looked really, really good. Um, but we didn't get... I didn't hear anything about the teraflops. I didn't hear about the size of the hard drive. I didn't hear anything at any point that made me that made me think that Sony wanted me to buy this, this, this piece of hardware. Um, and you know, it's, it's quite the dichotomy from earlier in the day, as I said before, you know, we had lots of excitement. There was lots of energy in, uh, in San Francisco for the iPhone reveal. It's this thing that comes out every year. We know it's coming. We know what it is. They, all they're going to do is, is come up with a, a, you know, a couple of new, gadgets or remove a couple of features and do whatever it is but every year you can you can you know put it in the bank that there will be a new iphone reveal we're getting the first version of sony's vision of the console iterative future and uh there was none of that there was none of that buzz there was none of that energy there was none of that appeal to make me want to go out and say, you know, there was nothing there that said, oh, you must have this console November 10th. You've got a pre-order and this is why. Nothing, there was nothing about, um, you know, increased frame rates. There was nothing about how this is going to make PSVR work better or, or, you know, in, in, in a general sense. Um, and then like, you know, like Paris said, yeah, it, it doesn't matter because I don't buy physical media. I've got an Xbox one S I don't have a 4k television today. I will have one by the time the PlayStation four, uh, pro is, is out. Um, and I probably won't buy any 4k, um, 4k blu-rays, uh, up until that point, unless I want something as a tech demo. Um, but the fact is my Xbox one S and everyone's Xbox one S and, you know, and, uh, you know, ostensibly all Xbox ones from the holiday season on are going to have the ability to play, uh, ultra, ultra 4k Blu-rays or whatever the fuck they're called. And, and the fact that Sony's not doing that is kind of ridiculous. Um, so I was I was very very let down by the press conference, um, and, and it just it just didn't seem like they knew what they were doing or how they were going to get it done, um, and how they were going to sell people on this when it was you know once once the dust settled and and they faded to black, uh, you know Paris I'm going to go right back to you and just kind of. You know, what what was your feeling on the press conference when it was all said and done, you know? Mixed. Where were you? I felt mixed. I felt mixed mm-hmm. because my thing is 
I feel like their take on 4K gaming in 2016 is smart. But at the same time, when I look at it from a media standpoint, going back to the 4K Blu-ray player, just like you said, that's a mistake. That felt like they took two steps forward, but then they took a huge step back at the same time because this isn't the all encompass like like again you're 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 catering this towards the higher end crowd the avs forum crowd the enthusiast crowd that they want their 4k blu-ray player they want their high-end audio system to play this the hdr the 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 4k all that stuff in one package you just told them we're leaving a key component out of that go watch youtube and netflix so right it that's a mistake and and look Mm -hmm. i i'm i'm a thousand percent positive Sony, and I believe there's one already out now, but they've not promoted it that much, that they're going to go all in with their own 4K streaming service to promote Sony Pictures. So all right. the Sony sure. content is going to be go through there. It'd be in right, 4K Sony and, and Columbia, because that. that's Sony. Exactly. Right. So I think that's their strategy with this. Right. It's just this event came off very lukewarm so to speak like you said it 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 missed that sparkle it missed that excitement that i'm gonna hop in my car and drive down to best buy right now and just throw my money at at the counter and say please just let me promote this thing i gotta have it in my life they didn't do that which going back i think this was a half measure this wasn't meant to be the sizzle reel i think the sizzle reel comes in 2018 when they say hey we're working on playstation 5 i think playstation 5 is when they do that because at that point you have see just give me one second here i know i'm all over the place a little bit i look at this (laughs) that at 399 in the holiday 2016 holiday 2017 this thing's 350 Ne- I almost called it Neo Scorpio or Scorpion as as we like to call it now. The Scorpion <laughs> is Get over here. Yeah, is going to be at a minimum four fifty. More more likely, probably five hundred bucks. Right. So I they're think it's be so they're going to play that price game just like they did in twenty thirteen. Hey, mm-hmm. our system's a hundred dollars cheaper, you know, than yours. Which one do you want to pick up this holiday? We may not do native four K, but can you tell the difference when you're playing your games on our on your television? You know what I mean? Is HDR on the whole thing? I think they're going to play that game for a couple years while they get PlayStation Five ready to go, and then that's going to be the showcase powerhouse thing that they're going to do probably in twenty nineteen. Now, I, I, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, uh, and you know we're gonna we're gonna I, I want to table the PlayStation Five talk versus uh, w- you know what else what else is out there just for a second. But I want to say this really quickly. To tomorrow, if your television breaks, you go out and you want to spend a thousand dollars on a TV, you're probably gonna be able to get a 1080p TV. Um, six months from now, um, you know after African American Friday. You know, uh, um, uh, Super Bowl time, your your TV breaks and you have a thousand dollars. You're going to wind up getting a 4K television. There won't be, you know, there'll be 1080p TVs, but they'll be sub six hundred dollars. Um, they're they're going away. 4K is going to be the new standard. Um, I know it is niche right now, um, but I mean, you know, 4K TVs a year ago were three or four thousand dollars. Um, if you were lucky, you were able to get one for, you know, below or uh, 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 above fifteen hundred dollars. Now you're getting very, very good ones for two thousand dollars. 
um, or fifteen hundred dollars. So so that is that that's going to be the standard in, in a different way that three D was. You know, three D never took, three D wasn't going to take. Um, you know, four K people don't have to do anything; they just have to bring it home, and then you know hook it up, and then you've got four K, you've got HDR, you've got all those things. All that stuff is going to work. Um, so that being said, Charles, what did you, what were your feelings? How did you feel about the press conference after viewing the whole thing and taking it all in? All right, wallet size picture again. It was, <laughs> it was just like uh, before it. I didn't get excited for the meeting itself, so I was like, okay, you know, this is just going to be finally confirming a lot of these leaks, you know, just clarifying what I already expected. And I got that from it. Um, nothing surprised me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, well, the Mass Effect gameplay kind of surprised me. I didn't expect him to do that. <clears throat> but I think, honestly, the appearance of that gameplay backfired for Sony because a lot of people were expecting this event, for some reason, to be just like an E3 conference, just from the conversations that I saw. Right. right. And... Having that Mass Effect um, gameplay kind of kind of pushed that along, but it, it puts everything else under the microscope, and it's like, yo, why weren't there other more game, you know, other new games right. shown or more gameplay and blah 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 blah? Everything else. There was a lot of there was a lot of talk about Red Dead Redemption, yeah, being shown there. So yeah, right. Which, but that's our fault though. Exactly, that's our fault. Exactly. Yeah, I was gonna go. They into never. That. Uh, Go yeah, ahead. yeah. It's, I'm sorry. Can, can, go ahead. I, I don't want to take yeah. a shine. Go ahead. Yeah, I was. I was actually going to go into the red that's, dead thing. That's our like, fault, Charles. Go ahead. Tell him. It's, yeah, it's totally our fault because like I had no expectations for Red Dead Redemption. You know, weeks before this, and then I started talking to people, and they're like, "Oh man, they're probably going to show Red Dead." And I'm like, "But," and I got excited, but I'm like, "But where, where did that info come from? Like, right. what happened right. for right. that to pop up? Right. Like, was there a right. trademark?" That popped yeah. up, you know what I'm saying? Like, what happened? Is it just but, that was a, a that's a school bus story, man? Exactly, a school bus playground story. Just every, you know, somebody makes something up and they ran with it. And I asked them, I was like, yeah. "Why do you think it's happening?" Oh, because you know, if you think of like when the other games came out, and I'm like, "So nothing." You have like no detail, <laughs> right, right. No, no information for me on why this is going right. to happen. So when the show right. ended and that wasn't there, I was not surprised. Sure. Now. Big picture on feels for the uh, for the neo or itself. Um, I I've grown to dislike that it that it's happening at this point, um, mm. and that's because mainly I feel like they they haven't been able to really tap this generation yet, and there's still so so much more. Um, potential in this generation like i feel like we're going backwards when when looking at the technology that we're getting and how few years are between the new consoles because we're getting much much better technology in these consoles for them to use but they're trying to get to the next thing even faster and i'm like you you made a uniform uh, a, a group of things to, for the developers to make games on these consoles to make it easier for them but you're not even giving them the full 
window to work on these things and like iron out all these problems and better utilize however much RAM they're being given and stuff like that. You're switching the game up on them um, already. Like it, it takes what two, three years for them to make some of these games. And right. they, they go through that process. Unless you are a ginormous company like Ubisoft, you go through and make one game, take two, three years, and you, you're you right. looking in the face of, all right, so do I need to try to get my hands on this new development kit that they're probably working on, or should I just hope that you know people still adopt, or still the, the install base is still there for this game once it drops? But... The, the I understand that the Neo is a smaller step, which is what I expected and I appreciate. But the Scorpio changes the conversation on that. And unfortunately, people have started comparing the Neo to the Scorpio, which makes no sense whatsoever. Well, well, let's you know what? I don't I don't know that it doesn't. I don't know that it doesn't make any sense. Uh, maybe explain why you think it doesn't make any sense for people to compare the Scorpio. Because, because you know, you started talking about, about how, uh, you know, this new console is out. And, you know, I would, I would caution people to say, you know, it's a new console. And, what, you know, what's different, we're, we're, we're now talking about console iterations. And we're going to get, we're going to really dive into... The, this whole thought process behind console iterations and whether that's the wave of the future or not. But, but if you think back to last generation for the, the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360, they both went through uh, three, two, two additional hardware revisions before, before the generation was over. Right. Um, and, and now we've, we've, we've had two hardware revisions that as of next week that will be released for both both consoles both the uh both uh the xbox and the playstation uh and then the end of you know by thanksgiving there will be a third iteration of the console albeit with improved uh specs on the inside vastly improved specs on the inside the xbox one s is slightly improved some similar to the way the Xbox 360 S uh, slightly improved uh, the processes uh, that were the hardware that was inside the Xbox 360. Um, but the, and I think the Xbox one S is, is even more improved than, than the 360 S was to the, to the uh, 360. Mm-hmm. But, but, <clears throat> This I, I think it, I think it is fair to look at the pro and whatever the Scorpio is going to be next year and say that those are potentially apples to apples comparisons uh, between, you know, between the two outside of the fact that one is going to be out a year before the other. Um, but these are like the the gaming consoles for this generation for the serious gamer are they not nope the, no the, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so no not at all like I, I'll okay say something real quick. so Reef, oh right go ahead Reef. yeah no, go ahead. Reef go. no i was gonna say yeah i mean i i i still i mean i guess it depends on what you mean by serious gamer but i i i think that the uh pro and the scorpio are gonna be 
like in the PC world, sort of like if you have one of the high end like video cards, right? You, you know, like like the uh, previous like Titan X, like the sort of thousand dollar like uh, GPUs, um, you know, that were great and they would crunch through games. But if you look at the Steam statistics for people's like graphic cards, like point zero 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 one percent of people have them. You know, mm-hmm. so I think that they'll be evangelized and like people will talk about them, but I don't think by any means that they will be considered the console for the serious gamer. Um, I do worry, though, to Charles's point um, and like Paris's point about developers, because um, we've seen a lot of buggy games this generation. Man. So not only not only are you adding extra overhead to devs time because I'm pretty sure that their timelines aren't going to change much, but they're still going to have to, you know, for like any game that has that compatibility, they're going to have to uh, worry about that. So I worry about that part. And I also worry that, um, games journalists and the gaming audience will start to put a lot of pressure on companies especially with bigger games to make sure that they're fully utilizing, um, you know, the capabilities of the Neo and the Scorpio. Um, and I think that that's going to result in, uh, corners being cut in other places. I hope not, but that's kind of my feeling is that, um, you know, that the development time that goes toward that is going to be time that is take, is taken away from like other kind of like quality things like dialogue and pacing and you know just just like giving games like that one over like that spit shine that really makes games pop um and because like devs won't have the time with one set of like a hardware to start cranking out sort of like those late generation amazing games like grand theft auto five and you know and last of us and like those kind of games that don't even that didn't even look possible Mm -hmm. on the console when they came out like do we even get those games anymore if if uh devs are you know gonna be not restarting 100 percent, but you know that like this cycle of iteration is like gonna become shorter so that's really what what i worry about um more than the actual specs of the thing. Well, well, let's let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about iteration and and that the you know the the PlayStation Four Pro is the very first, um, the very first console that is part of this iterative future console. This this non numerical upgrade iterative uh console future that that was alluded to um uh paris you were in the building when phil spencer made that statement about um talking about the the uh pc games of yesteryear and how you can still play those games on your pc today and how you know he he envisions a future where you're going to be able to do the same thing with your console, with your Xbox. Um, Sony was the first one out the gate. Now, obviously, uh, Microsoft officially came out and talked about Project Scorpio at E3, 
But, you know, Sony was the first one out the gate with their version of the iterative console. And one day I'll be able to say that word. Um, but what, you know, what are your feelings? You, you, you kept alluding to the PlayStation 5. Do you really think there will be a PlayStation 5 or will there just be a uh, PlayStation Pro 2? No, uh, I- more, more pro. Wow. Oh, Man, no, I, I, the fact that they kept they kept PS4 in the name of this one and called it the Pro. Thank right? you. Yeah, I, I think they just, yeah, I think there'll be a PlayStation Five. And I know I, I accidentally said 2019 earlier. I think this thing could conceivably come holiday 2018. I really do. Wow. You know, so wow. if really? they're going to wow. be aggressive, 2019 wow. at the latest. Wow. It just it just makes sense. And going. Back to a little bit of what we we're talking about about iteration and everything, and as far as development goes, I mean, dev teams have been dealing with this on the PC for right, for a for, couple for, decades at this point. Yeah, right. So right, all they're right. doing it both both the Xbox and the PlayStation now are in the x86 architecture. That's mm-hmm. literally where we're going now. So right. I don't think even if hardware continues to up, upgrade in a two to three year cycle, that's going to hurt development. Because yeah, I don't think so. Let, let, let's just say I, I don't know. I'll just pull Halo Six out of my butt, right? I'm pretty sure they're already working on Halo Six, right? Mm-hmm. We know Scorpio's coming. There's not necessarily a development kit for Scorpio right now, but when Halo Six comes out, it will work on the Xbox One. That's the whole point of what they're doing. So they will be developing for the legacy system as well as the future system at the same right. time. That, that's been right. happening on PC development, like I said, for a couple decades at this point. So right. it's, it's really nothing new when you think of it that way. Look how quickly we're seeing these, these, these Sony first-party studios and some of the third-party studios like Ubisoft and EA already patching their old games to right. work on the PlayStation 4 Pro. Same thing will happen when the PlayStation 5 comes out. It's it's going to be no different. If anything, the exciting thing that's coming out of all this is, you know, and, and Phil Spencer said it best, no one gets left behind now. You know, if I buy a game in 2016, I'll be able to still play that game in 2019 no matter what hardware I have at that time. And that's the exciting thing about where console gaming is going. You know, Do you, do you think Sony is going to follow that philosophy? Oh, well, yeah, they, that's basically what they were saying today by talking about games like Uncharted 4 and I guess Naughty Dog even said The Last of Us Remastered is getting that patch. The fact that Activision came out and said that Black Ops 3 is getting it. Yeah. Now, you know, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that every PlayStation 4 game that's come out since launch is going to get this quote-unquote Neo mode put on it. But I'll, right. t- but I'll tell you this, any PlayStation 4 game that comes out from now on will. You know, oh, yeah. Th- 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 oh, yeah. that's just the same as it's going to be with, with Microsoft moving but forward. Will, it, will, will they be able to will you be able to play those games? Will you be able to play Last of Us Remastered on a PlayStation 5? I would say yes. Now, yes. will it be play? Will it be PlayStation of five? Did did if that is even a real word? Right. Right. Maybe, maybe not. But. It will work huh. is the point, which is the same thing that's going to happen on the Xbox side. I right. don't think Microsoft is promising that they're going to upgrade all their old games to work on Scorpio, but you'll be able to play it in a in a, there'll be a, a, a playable form of that game on Scorpio right. is is the point. Right. So so personally, it's my belief based on what Phil Spencer said. And you I mean, you were there. You were able to 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 get a sense. I got rid of my Xbox know. one right after. If that tells right, you. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. So not now. Um, 
you know, it's it's my belief that we won't see a sequel to the Xbox console. Like there there will just be Xboxes from here on out. And and you know, eventually there will be software revisions where you won't be able to play, you know, on an Xbox One S, I won't be able to play games that are available for the Xbox One Cobra La or whatever, you know, whatever it is. But, but you know, much like uh, I, Apple is doing with the iPhone, you, you, you know, eventually the OS is going to outpace you. Yes. And you won't be able to play your games on, on an older version of the hardware. I think the same thing will happen with the Xbox. Um, obviously, it'll take it. It will take longer, but I don't think we're going to see new unveilings of new hardware in the same way with a new number or a new name, um, as you're kind of alluding to with Sony with the PlayStation Five. I don't think we'll see an Xbox Two you, or yeah, an Xbox Seven Twenty. You're correct in that sense because I think the only reason that Sony will keep the the numbers going is because that's their brand recognition. That's that's just what they've they've made you know made their bones on over the years. Whereas Xbox hasn't necessarily done that. They've always had weird numbers and names right, attached, right. but Xbox has always been the first thing that you hear despite whatever the second name is on whatever that hardware is and they'll just continue to do that. I mean, Scorpio will not be Xbox 1 Pro. It's going right. to be Xbox something you know tiger or something you know there's gonna be something right. different tiger <laughs> <laughs> xbox tiger uppercut xbox cheetah right. or something you know right right now uh charles what do you what do you think of uh the iterative uh console future are you are you in favor of it do you think that this this is hearkening in this announcement today is hearkening in a new age for developers and consumers alike I don't know if y'all are familiar with the with the video or meme, but do you mind if I wild out for a second here? <laughs> <laughs> Go. Go ahead. Do what you do, son. All right. Ultimately, I think the Xbox Scorpio has completely fucked up the conversation for this generation. And mm. because, I mean, even Tell why you're mad, when son. you came in with the question, comparing the Scorpio to the PlayStation 4 Pro, like that, that's the beginning of it. Because. The Xbox Scorpio is called the Xbox Scorpio. It is not called the Xbox One Scorpio. Like, the S was called the Xbox One S. That is in this generation. The Scorpio is the next console. It is the next major console. Just like from the 360 to the Xbox One, this is the Xbox One to the next thing. That's what the Scorpio is. And how that fucked up the conversation is, for example, Forbes right now, I'm looking at their website. I see an article that says Sony's PS4 Pro fails to make its case to a mass audience looking for a true upgrade. I'm like, huh? If 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 Scorpio didn't exist, that headline wouldn't exist because just like uh, I think I think Paris said, the leaks from before are exactly what we got out of the Pro. There was no. Uh, uh, hitting the stage at E3 talking about this is the next big thing. This is not the next big leap forward in console technology. Those are words from Microsoft's uh, conference, by the way. This is just Mm -hmm. a premium upgrade. That's all it is. Scorpio forced them to, well, not even forced them. They took it upon themselves with the existence of Scorpio coming out in 2017 to frame the PlayStation 4 Pro's conversation as this. And if you Google it, you'll see all kinds of articles PS4 versus Scorpio, 
you know, the details and the, the specs. And I'm like, it's not even, it's not in the same wheelhouse. And, it, and they, they didn't intend for it to be. This is just an upgrade to the 4. That's all it is. If you want to compare it to the 1S, then we can talk. Because they did, they did screw up not putting a, a Blu-ray uh, player in there for, for the videos and stuff. Like the, the physical media. That was definitely a mistake. That That is the downfall that, right. the only downfall that I saw from the show. And Scorpio coming out in 2017 is is a culprit in a different way because it's it's forcing it's moving the conversation up or it's it's screwing with the developers again with their with their time periods uh, to to develop things because the one S just came out and this is their you know right. their you know upgrade they have 4K on there but you got the Scorpio coming out at the end of next year and this is supposed to be the next big thing now. Unless, like, unless you are going to sit there and ride a wave of backwards compatibility for your new console that you're making, you probably have developers doing double time trying to make a launch game for your game that comes out next year. So, you know, these, whoever they have working with them, and if, I mean, if it's going to be only first party stuff, I mean, hats off to them, but I don't think they have the chops to do that because we didn't even get, you know, the greatest first party lineup this time around so far. But I think it's better than Sony's. Uh, I, w- I would. Yeah. If, if you don't count indie games, I would say yes. Right. Um, and even if you do, they did have some pretty badass stuff to, to come over there first, like uh, Inside, for example. Right. Um, right. But that's another conversation. But right, you have these people are just now tapping the potential of your console and you give them the Xbox One S which is basically everything you wanted the console to be when it launched. This is it now. Right. This is it now. Right. And they just got it just now. Well, it, you know, I'm going to let you finish, but I'm going to say that really in my eyes, I think the PlayStation Pro and whatever the Scorpio is going to turn out to be is everything those consoles were supposed to be when they when they But the, four, the the Pro is closer to it because it has better um 4K for gaming purposes. Right. And, you know, and... Well, it's, it's 4K uprising. Right. right. But the Scorpio is going to be a much bigger ordeal. They are trying to make the Scorpio the last console that they have to make. And I assume with them saying that, it's going to be a modular device also where you can purchase upgrades to it going forward, like GPU upgrades or RAM upgrades or hard drive make it easier to do hard drive upgrades going forward. So we don't have another, we don't have an Xbox 1080 or an Xbox 2. You know what I'm saying? We just, right. you just keep upgrading it. The PlayStation 4 and Pro was never that. And it was never intended to be that. The PlayStation 5 is what's going to be the response to Scorpio. And it may be that, or they may just keep going with number consoles going forward. But the Neo, the 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 H, the PS4 Pro versus Scorpio conversation is it's stupid to me. Hmm. Hmm. I I I couldn't disagree. I I'm, I wouldn't say I couldn't disagree more. I just said it, but I'm not gonna. I'm gonna take it back. <laughs> you said it. Uh, too late. Right, right. I did say it. It's too late. But 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 uh, but I will say that I do disagree fundamentally with that conversation with with that with that sentiment. 
um, because of where they are in terms of the hardware specs. And I think part of the reason that I think this conversation is muddied in, in that way is because Sony didn't spend a lot of time talking about the 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 nerdy hardware specs but to I've, show I've, you what the comparison what the comparison is between what the what the pro is versus what the uh the Scorpio is purported to be you 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 wanted Sony to compare those on their stage yeah yeah well I wanted them to talk about them I but mean they, they're not I thought they talked the enough about them Scorpio is vaporware. You can't compare yourself to something that's a year well, away. Yeah, right. But I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not saying to compare it to the Scorpio. What I'm saying is that that's what we're doing, you know, or at least that's what I'm doing. It's, but what I'm saying is on your stage, you've got to talk about the PlayStation Pro, the PlayStation 4 Pro and talk about why it's a more powerful system. And why I'm going to get it? Because you're giving me the only thing you're giving me that's different from from the the PlayStation Four is you're giving me 4K. You've, you're giving me HDR on uh, on my PlayStation Four, um, so you're only giving me 4K upresing on this on the the PlayStation Four Pro. But what I do know is that there's a lot more under the hood than just uh, uh, you know, a half a, a half a terabyte of extra of extra space and and 4K upresing. So, so, no, so you're saying, thing, yeah, is is it sounds like what you're saying? What you're saying is that they should have not focused on what you get, but how you get it, which is kind of the opposite. I feel like of how tech presentations have gone since Apple kind of change how they are like like they're focusing on the benefits and then if you care about the nerdy stuff like you go in and you read about the 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 how the memory bandwidth was doubled and you know and like how the clock speed was upgraded right i wouldn't expect them to cover that in the conference but but look at look at what apple did this morning apple went ahead and they talked about their cameras and they talked about why oh you've got a dslr in the camera now so you can do zooms and 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 the second camera is going to allow you to take much clearer pictures and they, you know and they spent they spent 25 minutes talking about this fucking $160 earbud and why it's so important that you don't use analog uh controls or whatever it was with the headphone jack like why removing the headphone jack was such a big deal and how you're going to get better audio as a result of them doing it this I can way. tell you why like, that didn't I, happen though. You didn't why you, didn't, you didn't have all of that type of stuff said because there's nothing like that to be said. This is not yep. the leap well, there, forward that that you want it there, to be. But, they can't make yeah. it up. But there is there is the, look so, the double so look the double at, the GPU power. Honestly, I would not be surprised if every ounce of that is involved in the 4K uh, oh, up aliens. Absolutely is because the, we so, that's five hundred dollars you are paying. No, is it four hundred? It's four hundred dollars. Four hundred dollars. Find me a PC you can put together for four hundred that can do straight up four K. Well, but this isn't doing straight up four K. It's just doing four K up. I know, but you're saying you're so saying you that it's get, limited. You could, get, but no, I'm 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 trying to point out that could, the the GPU, like even though it is double what they had before, right. it's still not 
the the top tier is not going to be able to put out the best stuff that you. Oh can no, get. no, no, and, and and you know neither is Scorpio. No, the Scorpio you probably know, Scorpio will. based on based yeah based we, on, based we don't know enough about on, Scorpio to really right say. based on the specs that they've already said. Mm. Um, we we know that I mean they're they're not using the they're not using 1080 they're using 960 they're using at, at the very least 960 uh, graphics cards. Uh, for NVIDIA 960 graphics cards for uh, for the Scorpio in order for them to do VR. That's what they're um, using. So, but they're but they're not, yeah they're not using nine uh, they're not using 1080s. Oh, they're about to shoot themselves. So, I didn't know that that's right. Right. So is that is that right, Paris? Is it is it nine the 960s NVIDIA 960s that were uh, that was the bottom line for for uh, no. Oculus support. Nine seventy, yeah, yeah, nine seventy. So, so there you go. But so, so yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, l- l- let's try to bring this in a little bit because I understand yeah. the disagreement, but I don't want to spin spin yeah, wheels on too it. Much time um, so, speaking of VR, one thing that we didn't talk about was they said that the VR experience will be improved on the Pro. Like they didn't really get into super right. specifics it's, on it. Yeah. Um, but I think Cicero, in my opinion, I think that. Like Charles said, there is not a lot beyond visuals that this console has to offer because it is, and it's not designed to offer anything else. Like it, it is, it is like if you care about visuals, spend four hundred dollars and like get this. If you're satisfied with the PS4 experience, stay with it and you'll get the same games, same networking, same, same like everything. As as like Paris said like earlier on November 10th, like nothing changes for you if you don't get the console. You know, so like I think that they didn't need to go. There's not anything more to go into because there's not anything else that it really offers unless you're saying that they should have spent more time on sort of like the really tech stuff which honestly I think would have gotten a worse response. Well, here's uh, here's here's my thing. From here's my thing. So for 299, mm-hmm. you can go out and buy an Xbox One S that will upres your games to 4K, will give you HDR and will uh and you can play, you know, if you care about it, you can play 4K Blu-rays on it. So why am I spending $400 on a, on a Sony device that essentially is going to do the same thing? Now, what I, what I know is that technically it is much more powerful than the Xbox One S. But they spent zero time talking about that. They spent so like they were fully they made this announcement in a world where the Xbox One S already exists. And they didn't show me anything in they didn't show me anything in this in this console reveal that made it that made it advantageous feature advantageous over the Xbox One S. And let's compare if you want to just compare the Xbox One S to the PlayStation 4 Pro, then let's compare apples to apples. <laughs> so the PlayStation 4 the PlayStation 4 Pro at 399, 4K game, you know, 4K upresing, uh uh HDR and, you know, whatever the hell else you get and a 1TB hard drive. The Xbox One S with a one terabyte hard drive is three forty nine, where you get all of that stuff 
Plus, you have the ability to play 4K Blu-ray play, you know, four play blue, uh, 4K Blu-ray stuff if that's something that you care about. Like flex bomb so, for you, sir. Right. So, but like, so what is it that Sony did in this press conference to tell me that if I'm on the fence and I don't have either of these consoles, why am I going to go out and buy a PlayStation 4 Pro unless I, I have an affinity to sony's games that that you know that's the reason that's the that, that's the reason that are going that you know but they haven't but, even but, been but, released but, yet but what they did was done before the show started xbox one all right when the show was done microsoft tweeted out that little cool thing about the xbox one s so all the stuff it had right, right you know you right. know what wasn't on there vr you can't yeah. you can't you but can't they play. also but they also just that yeah, that's a big, that's a big part of it. You can't play VR on that device, and and you yeah, have to you, have the processing power to do it. But in this bubble, they suddenly everybody forgot that VR was a part of the uh, thing now. VR is VR is still four hundred dollars. VR is still four hundred dollars. So if you're going out and you're buying a a PlayStation Pro mm. for four hundred dollars, and you're buying uh, a PSVR. For four hundred dollars, you just spent eight hundred bucks. But what? And if what, you don't have a TV, if you don't have a four K TV, and you want to, you know, you want to have all the bells and whistles, you're gonna spend almost three grand. But what? I mean, that was already a thing, though. But what? What PS? What VR device can I buy for the Xbox One S if I want to play VR? None. 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 At the, none at this at this particular moment. And it's not gonna happen. They'll save that for the Scorpio. It it's not right, at the it's, at the power it's, limit. It's still an Xbox One. Yeah, it's still an Xbox One, but the thing is, it that is a big part of what the the Pro and the PlayStation Four can do is play VR. You have to have that processing power. The Xbox One S does not have that capability at all. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I I I I think. Well, for, first of all, I think we should start to wrap up. Uh, yeah, yeah. But like, I think a final. <laughs> We're in the weeds. But like, I think a final thing is that this generation. There has not been much to convince you, in my opinion, to go Microsoft or Sony, except for the games. I mean, there's small things like, you know, like the Kinect, you know, and like if you prefer the social gaming experience. But, you know, you know, like 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 a parasite, they're both x86. Mm-hmm. Right. Almost damn near every game comes out on both of them. I mean, one right. might be 900p or whatever, but like in general, most things come out. It's really preference where your friends are and games, right? right? So I don't think that people are like looking for which one is technically more powerful per se because that never wins the war. Like uh, pe- people are going to go to Xbox if their friends are there even though it's technically less powerful than the ps4 Mm -hmm. you know so like i don't think that while that argument might might work for you i don't know if that's really an argument that is really gonna decide this stuff like if if you're interested in sony you're gonna get the pro if you're interested in xbox you won't you know like if your friends aren't there and you're a social gamer like you're like you're not gonna get it even if they went out and proved that beyond a shadow of a doubt that the ps4 pro was more powerful i mean you'll be like so what like that that's not where i game you know right like, right that's that yeah so like yeah so like i don't think the power i 
that's why I think that they made a smart move by not digging into the weeds because I don't think people make their decisions. Well, I, I don't think a significant amount of people, I should say, make make their gaming decision that way. Hmm. Yeah. I, all right. So, so yeah. So go ahead. Go ahead, Charles. No, that was no. Oh, no. Who's that? Paris? No, Paris. no. Yeah, I was just gonna say just just a final thing for me. Just right, when yeah. I was at Call of Duty XP this weekend, very just interesting story, and I won't get too specific, but I'm standing in line waiting to get in. And I'm just listening to, you know, these are just some some fans excited to Call of Duty. They're just talking about Xbox and PlayStation. And to listen to them talk, it, we're in a bubble, and I think we kind of forget. They were clueless to to all this stuff. That, that's where I get wow. the Scorpion from. They kept calling Scorpio <laughs> the Scorpion. <laughs> and they were saying that Xbox One S already does 4K gaming, but wow. the Scorpion's going to do even more 4K. And that PlayStation Network. Yeah, and PlayStation Network gets hacked every month. And wow. just all these, there were just all these crazy things that they were saying. And I'm just listening going, wow. They, they, they're, they're clueless. So it goes to show you, like like Reef was just saying, keep that message simple. Because if you go too far in the weeds, you're going to lose 90% of your audience anyways. They're not going to know what the hell you're talking about. You know, we're going to know what they're talking about. And then we're going to come on a podcast and debate it for hours on end. But the simple fact remains, when a mom or dad walk into Best Buy this holiday, they're going to see a PlayStation Pro for three ninety nine. When they walk into that same Best Buy next holiday, they're going to see a Scorpio for five hundred dollars, and they're probably going to see that same Pro for three fifty. You tell me which one they're going to pick up, and that—that's really my argument because we can talk about resolution and frame rate and all this other nonsense. The bottom line comes down to price, and it always has been, and that's why Sony's in the position they're in right now because they were three ninety nine and Microsoft was four ninety nine. Didn't matter who was doing nine hundred p and 1080p or any of that stuff. It right. came down to one was a hundred dollars cheaper. Right? Yeah. Charles, uh, any final words? No, no. I, I think everything that has to be said has been said. <laughs> 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 I think we covered um, all bases. Yeah, I, I I will say again um, that. It was interesting seeing the dichotomy between the energy of the early earlier part of the day and the the lack thereof of the uh, end end part of the day. I will I will reiterate that I felt like uh, Sony, despite my excitement for uh, new hardware and new tech, uh, did very little to uh, encourage me to go out and purchase. In, in fact, I think they dissuaded me from going out and purchasing a PlayStation Four Pro. Um, which is, you know, which is a little bit disappointing, um, in my opinion, but, uh, you know, as, as the days and, uh, the weeks approach, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll see if there's more information that comes out that may, uh, you know, may turn the tide. Uh, Reef, any final, final words? Uh, the final words are, uh, the Nintendo NX isn't dropping in March. That's my final Word. words on this Word. PlayStation okay. versus Sony uh, conversation. Word. All right. I, I, mean, I mean, this uh, my, my this Microsoft versus PlayStation conversation is. Right. <laughs> I might have to retract, y'all. I was, I thought when they put it out in public, but now I'm like, it's September, y'all. We haven't heard a goddamn. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I know Nintendo is crazy, but are they that crazy? Yeah. I don't know, yeah. man. I think they so, are. 
So mm. are they mm. that crazy to say surprise? Right. Uh, so yeah. So yeah. That's that's my final words. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, um, you know, uh, we are that crazy here in Bracago. Uh So crazy that we decided to have two of our uh, our best friends, two of our brothers here on the show. Um, I want to say uh, thank you to you, Charles, for um, for coming to the show and, and uh, speaking your truths. Um, they were they were uh, definitely needed. And, and I, I hope there was some catharsis for you and being able to get some of your words out. Absolutely, um, man. I, I greatly appreciate it. Yeah. So, uh, hey, man, um, let people know about Knights of the Turntables and. Uh, let people know about your new your new podcast and where they can find you on Twitter and all that other good stuff. Yeah, on uh, Twitter, follow me at the csjr the underscore csjr. Um, if you follow me on on there, I, I tweet way too much, so I, you'll probably learn about <laughs> every other thing that I'm doing. But uh, yeah, I um, I host a hip hop podcast, Nights at the Turntable, which hadn't really told everyone yet, but that that's actually going to be. Um, taking on a life of its own we're actually going to create a publication on medium and, uh, and actually oh, wow. start wow. start doing some uh some articles and stuff uh independently so uh look, cool. look right. out for that and then the other podcast coins to continue which barring any kind of issues uh you'll be able to hear the first episode on friday um it's just it's a really really cool opportunity uh on the blind box network to do this show this gaming show uh, we're going to talk about current events, gaming industry stuff, creative culture, uh, look behind the scenes of developers, artists, writers, YouTubers, and streamers even. So we're, we're trying to you know go from top to bottom um, when when discussing games and stuff like that. So look out for that. I'm pretty excited right about on. it. All right. All right. Well, uh, we we definitely will. And, uh, you know, when you guys have some more information to, to share, make sure you come back and... Uh, you know, bring bring your lovely co-host with you, and uh, we'll love to have you guys back on. And when you're looking for guests, you know, <laughs> highlight your boys from Chicago. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, so, uh, Paris Lily, um, as always, you you uh, you make this a a show no one can ever soon forget. Um, thanks so much for being here, and uh, let people know about the plethora of things that you are doing. Okay, well, previously, you could find me at Gamertag Radio at GamertagRadio.com and Play.it. Previously, you could find me over at um, uh, Two Big Topics, and he's going to kill me because I'm not thinking of the URL right now, but Google it. But I would say after this podcast, you will be able to find me in the morgue because my wife is going to freaking kill me for being on this podcast alone. <laughs> she ain't even in here and I can I can I can feel it. Feel it. I can just sense it. I already know what's gonna happen when I hang up. But no, you yeah, you can find us over at Gamertag Radio. You know, we do a video game podcast there, part of CBS Radio. And uh yeah, I do another podcast called Two Big Topics and a third podcast that is actually getting dusted off this weekend. Remember wow. when is coming back wow. with my what? longtime friend Jay. We're nice. going to do Remember When, and we have a lot to catch up on. Awesome. So I'm very excited about that. Wow. So, wow. Yeah, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Wow. wow. Yeah, and you guys can find uh, you can find Gamertag Radio on Twitter, at Gamertag Radio. 
You can find uh, Paris at Vicious696 on Twitter because he forgot to say all of that stuff. And you can find Two Big Topics at the number two big topics, um, which which is a great show, by the way. Really, really good show. So uh, thank you. Thank you very much for that one, uh, Paris. And uh, Reef. Business. While we're while we're uh, doing all that stuff, talking about all the Twitters, why don't you give everyone our social media business? Sure. So if you want to check out this and other episodes of the Spawn on Me podcast, go to spawnon.me. That's our website, our home base. You get our, our fancy little bios, all the previous episodes, um, all the other shows that we've been on as well. Um, and, uh, you can also check us out at esn.fm, uh, slash spawn on me, um, which will bring you to the electric shadow network, which is the, uh, podcast network that we are a part of. Um, also while you're there, make sure to, uh, to, uh, ch- check out other cool shows such as unconsolable, which is our, uh, our, I'll call it our sister show. I don't know if that's Absolutely. the official name, but, uh. But uh, that is another fantastic gaming show that mostly focuses on the mobile space. I'm sure they'll have a lot to say about the uh, Mario Run game. Um, also, find us on the Twitter sphere um, at twitter.com. Sorry, why did I say twitter.com slash at Spawn on Me? Um, I don't have to say the whole damn damn URL. Um, and if you want to get with the Facebookering of us, we're also there at Spawn on Me as well. Um, and if you want to send us an email, you can go to Spawn on Me Podcast at gmail.com. Um, and also on the website are links if you want to donate to us as well to help us with a web costs, getting the conferences, hardware, all that good stuff. Um, and if you go to uh, any podcast uh, subscription place such as iTunes or Google Play, um, you can subscribe to Spawn on Me there as well to get the episodes delivered directly to your face um, on Tuesdays. So check it out. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's exactly right. You should check us out, do that stuff. Uh, but right now, we're going to check out of this episode of Spawn on Me. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, I want to thank again our guest, uh, Charles Singletary and Mr. Paris Lilly, for both of them and for Sharif Jackson and the DDDK a.k.a. Garbage Gal Captain, a.k.a. Kaka Beware, Khalif Adams. Uh, we will say this was the 133rd episode of the Spawn on Me podcast. And we will say, before we say it, we'll say happy birthday, Jill. We will say peace. 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 Peace.